Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.ca. Our BFC Live guest today is Clint Sharples. He is the CEO of Heritage Cannabis. We wanted to connect with him about the brands he is launching from coast to coast in Canada. Thank you for being here, Clint. Hey, Jay, it's good to be back. It's good to see you. Um, I was looking back, you were looking back. I think we connected with you in August of 2020, which seems like both a couple months ago, a million years ago, and yesterday. I don't know how that happens during COVID, but it seems like all those things at the same time is when we last talked. Does that sound right? Yeah, you know, you mix uh, COVID years with uh, cannabis years, and it seems to stretch out uh, pretty much forever. But yeah, then given if I look back to last August, the amount of things that has been going on in our company have been an amazing uh, amount. So uh, yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. Good. Well, that's what I wanted to connect with you. I think last we talked, we talked about maybe CBD in the US. Does that sound right? Yeah, that was one of the things we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, we were we were just prepping ourselves, getting ready with uh, some clinical information to be able to bring some products to market. We were targeting Q2 of 2021. Uh, happy to say we are still targeting Q2 of 2021 and uh, things are coming along nicely. Uh, since August, we have uh, acquired a company called Optican, uh, which we had a letter of intent, I believe, in place in August. Uh, completed that acquisition, and uh, now uh, uh, Omar Syed from Optican is heading up our medical division in in, in Heritage. That's great, and, and uh, so so that's obviously U.S. CBD Optican. Uh, Want to talk about uh, things that have come across our desk, new brands. I think the most recent that we saw was Rad launching in Nova Scotia. But what else do you guys have going on? Because it's a it's a big country. You got a lot of products, a lot of brands. Tell us sort of what the latest is from your perspective. Yeah, we have uh, we have a lot of offerings right now, and lots of that has changed in the last two months. Uh, just before Christmas, we announced a letter of intent to acquire a company called Premium Five. They are a brand house. Uh, we're a private brand house that we uh, purchased, brought into Heritage, and have launched uh, uh, or have taken continued with their Premium Five brand. And as well, we have launched uh, Rad, which stands for really awesome dope, which is a value brand, high quality. Uh, try to keep the price at the lower end of the scale to give people uh, great access uh, to extract derivative products. Think shatter, uh, 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 batter, think uh, resin, uh, all sorts of things, rosin. So um, this is some of the products we're bringing with uh, both Premium 5 and in Rad. And then recently, uh, you saw an announcement uh, this week, uh, two announcements this week where we have put out a product called Feel Good, our topical uh, brand. You saw it, uh, the announcement of it going into British Columbia, along with some RAD products, and also going into Manitoba, along with some RAD products. So both of those are new, uh, a new brand for us, as well as uh, two new provinces picking up, uh, picking up that brand and uh, making it available for people. That's, uh, that's, uh... 
kudos to you and the team because launching one product into one province is a challenge. Launching many into many provinces is a challenge. Doing those two things plus sort of a US uh, uh, locking down a US acquisition um, is always a challenge. And I guess that, that actually lends itself to a question, which is um, executing on all of those things at the same time. Um, seems like you guys are doing that, whereas others are having challenges or have had challenges in the past. And I guess that, that's one of the questions. How, how do you approach those things? Because they are uniquely different from province to province, but you still have to run a company that is cohesive. How, how are you thinking about that as we enter this, I'm calling it sort of a new phase of cannabis in Canada, which is certainly uh, getting to the point of sort of full-fledged cannabis retail. If we look at sort of 2021 as that sort of transition from definitely not enough to close to saturation to right sizing. Talk a little bit about that because those are really challenging things for a company. Yeah, you bring up a very good point. Uh, if you don't have the infrastructure and the capacity in order to grow, uh, and, and I don't care, it doesn't, that's, this isn't just a cannabis business thing. Uh, this is uh, any business. If you don't have that, you're going to topple under the weight of your own growth. You'll do it inefficiently. You'll fail uh, you won't make your delivery times. Uh, these things are all uh, devastating for a business. We have spent a lot of time in Heritage building up our infrastructure, building up our ability to handle this growth. Uh, we've been talking about it a lot uh, over, the, over the past year. You know, maybe this hasn't happened at the speed in which people would have liked it to happen. Uh, we, we're all in that boat, I, I, I suppose, but uh, it doesn't happen easily. Building people training, uh, proper SOPs, proper infrastructure programs like this to set up a company that can launch. Uh, we have now five brands. We have over 80 SKUs. Uh, we have an innovation team that is bringing more SKUs to the table, looking at bringing differentiated products so that consumers always have something new and something fresh to look at. Because if you don't give that to the consumer, they'll go somewhere else. And we obviously don't want to see that. <laughs> you obviously don't want to see that. And I guess that's actually another question is, um, as we see this more um, expansive retail footprint across Canada, like what are you learning from sort of consumers on the ground or what your, your team is finding from sort of data or insights that you're getting uh, from what consumers want about how to address this sort of growing demand that's constantly shifting and maybe hasn't reached some sort of steady state because and, and even in its greatest sense, everything is relatively new in retail. Yeah, that's, that is a real challenge. And uh, the, the real challenge is in the people who are coming to the dispensaries largely don't know what they want to buy. Uh, legacy buyers, people, uh, people have been doing it for years and years. They have a general idea. They know what they're talking about. All these people who are new to the game that are trying out uh, cannabis now because it's legal, walk into a, a retail or a dispensary, uh, go to a bud tender who may be on the job for a total of 72 hours and say, I was going to say five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, and that could be, it's like, uh, what can you recommend? And, and they're trying to regurgitate some of the things that they've heard. And it's really difficult when, when you don't understand the difference, like using vape pens is a good example. Uh, we offer such a differentiated product with our full spectrum of vape pens uh, and, uh, and uh, the live resin we're putting out there right now that people 
uh, when when the bud tender goes to explain the difference, it's it's hard. It's mm -hmm. uh, flavored distillate versus full spectrum, never been taken down to distillate, has all the original terpenes still in it. Uh, these are all words that are, first of all, foreign to a buyer and quite often foreign to the seller. And that's a bit of a challenge, but we're getting there. Good news is our products have had phenomenal uptake and every market we've been in, we are amongst the best sellers. Uh, we, have, uh, we have seen a huge amount of uptake in mature markets such as British Columbia. Uh, the BC buyers, they're, they're pretty educated out there and, uh, and our product flies off the shelf. Uh, they know what they want, they know what they like. Uh, they go and they ask for it by name and, uh, and, and now that us and BC are on a proper cadence on, uh, on reordering, that, that took a while. Uh, but now that we're there with that province, everything is uh, is is coming along pretty nicely. Well, it's interesting because you—I mean—we're talking about it from your perspective, from from heritage perspective, and getting products to shelves that that consumers want. I also think, and I'll test this thesis with you, that provinces are figuring it out as well, right? They, they you know, they were working with the same information that everybody else had, which was basically very little, and now they are getting to the point where they're understanding what their—if it's private retail—what their private retails want and what those consumers demand as well what the industry can provide, as well if it, there's some blend between sort of provincially owned and private owned, they are gauging what the balance is between how people wanna buy it, what they wanna buy, and they're getting to a steady state as well, I think. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Uh, the provinces, you know, I'll, I'll use Ontario for example, and quite unfortunately for us, it, uh, it's negatively impacted us in that Ontario with, uh, we, we have our, our, our tinctures in there and they're selling very well. They sold out. I don't, I don't even think we're on the shelves for a day before we sold out, but uh, we've been waiting to get our, our vapes in, our full spectrum vapes. Ontario doesn't have full spectrum vapes on there and they're offering. And they have uh, a whole bunch of flavored distillate pens that they're needing to get rid of their, their backlog of. And then Ontario has looked at the entire philosophy of how they're going to offer vapes. And that's when we get a really good opportunity to bring to the forefront our differentiated products. But they need to work through some of their legacy ordering issues and, and so be it. Now it's, uh, it's unfortunate for us because it's the single largest market in Canada. Uh, but at the same time, we, we expect a pretty decent uptake there and we're, uh, we're, we're prepping our operations for that next level of uh, of uh, the increase, and uh, I've got to honestly say we're pretty busy right now. So uh, Ontario swamping us may not have been the best thing for us, but right. but it's still a good problem to have if you have to have it. Well, it's funny. It's it's interesting. It's like you need to be patient and prepared and gunning on all cylinders to meet the requirements you have. Like it's it's a very strange combination of like business imperatives to like be in the market right now. And, and uh, so kudos to you for, for doing it and not only hanging on, but thriving and reaching sort of uh, coast to coast in this case uh, with, with, with um, or both coasts and, and, and lots of places in between as well with the products you guys have, because it's uh, it's good to see that uh, folks executing and, and, and filling consumer demand and, uh, and executing on that front too. So I want to thank you for your time today and look forward. Hopefully it won't be another sort of six or eight months till we connect again, because it's always nice to talk to you, hear what's happening at Heritage. That's awesome. Thanks a lot, Jay. Great. Thanks, Clint.
thank you for joining us on B of C Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Headset, Gallagher, and Torque and Maine.